we look at post minicamp 2023 roster predictions for the Baltimore Ravens, looking at the offense, the defense, and of course the special teams, plus a lot more, all coming up next here on Locked On Ravens. You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in here to another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostreicher of Ravens Wire. We're here as always in the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you so much for being here and making us your first listen each and every day are free and available. All podcasting platforms, including in video form on YouTube. And today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today. To get started, welcome into another week of Locked On Ravens. Thank you to the everydayers here. If you tune in every day on this show for listening every day and showing your support here. If you're new to the channel or the show or you're listening for maybe the second time or the fifth time or the hundredth time, thank you as well for tuning in. We're a Daily Ravens podcast five days per week. So if you want that Ravens news analysis updates on a daily basis during the weekdays, be sure to subscribe for free both audio and video form. Here today, though, as we really enter, you know, I've been talking about the lull period forever now. This really is, you know, we have no more voluntary OTAs, no more mandatory minicamp. The the training camp is a couple of weeks away now. The players have a bit of a vacation, which is nice for them, but we still create content here. So I wanted to do, I think think it felt appropriate for me to do post-minicamp roster predictions. Now, some people say, Kevin, you do you do this so often, you know, after every, you do pre-predictions, post-predictions. If I didn't want to do pre-OTAs or post-OTAs or pre-minicamp, that felt like overkill. I feel like post-minicamp, while the players are on the break, we have a little time off now, it felt right to do some predictions. And look, things have changed since I think I did a post-draft one. Things have changed since then. So we'll talk about the offense, talk about the defense, and obviously special teams too. Can't forget about that. Then finally, we'll we'll look at the playoff picture a little bit in the AFC in particular. We won't go into the NFC really. Talking about the Ravens because they're going to be a couple teams in the AFC this year that do not make the playoffs that people are going to be surprised at. We'll look at if the Ravens could be one of them or if they're going to make the playoffs this year. So let's first get into the offense for post mini camp here now one of the right off the bat there's a change from my post draft and this has to do with the rule change the nfl putting in the three quarterback rule and you know my understanding of the whole thing is obviously you got to have that quarterback on the roster for it to not count against game day activation so i had the ravens initially keeping two guys two quarterbacks on their roster with lamar jackson and tyler huntley i've upped that now to three with Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley, Anthony Brown. Now you can put Josh Johnson in there if you want to, instead of Anthony Brown to me, I just feel like Anthony Brown is the guy that I would want to protect. I feel like you could sneak Josh Johnson onto the practice squad easier than you could sneak Anthony Brown. And I feel like you don't want to risk losing Anthony Brown. Now you could lose Josh Johnson. Maybe a team does want a veteran presence, you know, injuries happen. But to me, if you keep the quarterbacks on your roster on the active 53 man, you're going to have to lose elsewhere. So we'll get into where I actually changed. Running back to me didn't have any changes. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell's one of my undrafted guys. I, I really, really, really like Keaton Mitchell. I feel like he's someone who can provide them with just a, a different skill set. 
He's someone who is speedy, very agile in the open field, breaks ankles all over the place. Now, the Ravens running backs do that to an extent, but I just feel like his skill set is one the Ravens could use. You could also try to get him on the practice squad, but if he has a good preseason, maybe a team comes in and, and scoops him up. And you, If he has a good enough preseason, I would want to keep him on the roster there. Fullback-wise, I have Patrick Ricard in the fold for just my one guy there. Still very unclear how Patrick Ricard is going to be used this year in Todd Munkin's offense. I don't know if there's going to be, as in fact, I'm pretty sure there's not going to be as big of a role for him. The Ravens are going to move in, so he's throwing the football a lot more. So I just, I don't feel like there's going to be a role for him. Well, I shouldn't say that. There should, there's not going to be a bigger role than he had last year. I think the role will decrease. He will have a role. There's not going to be no role whatsoever for him. But that's one of the things, it's one of the storylines for me I'm very interested in as the season kicks off. And, you know, roles can change throughout a year, but it I just can't really place what Ricard's going to do in this offense. Todd Munkin's talked about his versatility, talk about the stuff he's done in this offense, but, you know, this is a new year, new offense. So we'll see what they do in that regard. I have six wide receivers, Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, Devin DuVernay, Nelson Aguilar, Dante Demas. Now, I think the top five are all but secure. I, there are some people who are very out on Devin DuVernay. I don't necessarily understand that viewpoint. I guess it is because of he has a higher cap number this year than most third-round picks entering their fourth year because of the Pro Bowl accolades he's had as a returner, as a special teamer. To me, I think he's he's a valuable piece on the offense, too, who has shown flashes. So my top five guys there, Beckham, Bateman, Flowers, Duvernay, Aguilar, they're all safe. It's the sixth wide receiver spot to me. That is, it's a toss-up. It could be Dante Demas, who right now, again, one of my favorite undrafted guys on this roster, super big body, and they, they need that skill set. So to me, the guys who I feel like have the most realistic shot at this point to make the roster, and things can change from now until final cutdown day. But Dante Demas, Laquan Shredwell is someone to keep an eye on. He He's a big-bodied guy, a former first-round pick. I really think this is the end of the line for James Perchet, personally, reportedly didn't have a great minicamp. And it, it just feels like his run is over. I think the Ravens were right to keep him around for as long as they did. But for me, I just don't see it. Tylen Wallace, they could keep in that sixth spot due to special teams. I think he, you know, if the Ravens wanted to give him one more year, would totally understand that. They have a couple of other guys like Andy Isabella, et cetera. But I just, I feel like they they should have one. Because, you know, Odo Beckham, Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, Devin Duvernay, those guys, they're, they're not like six, three guys. It, they don't have to have one because I think that, Beckham plays a bit bigger than his size. Flowers plays bigger than his size. Even Bateman plays bigger. Even Duvernay. All these guys play bigger than their size. But I think you want to have a guy. You have Mark Andrews as your red zone tight end target. I think you should have a red zone big wide receiver body guy. So to me, that is Dante Demas. That is Laquan Treadwell. We'll see. I, th I think the final three right now for me are Demas, Treadwell, and Tylen Wallace. Tight end, only three. Same thing for me I had last time. Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, Charlie Kohler. Not really too tough here. Baltimore doesn't need to keep four or five tight ends this year. I think they're going to still utilize their guys who they do keep. I think they, they should utilize, obviously, Mark Andrews the way that he has been. Top tight end in this league. But Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kohler are the two interesting ones. Are they going to run two tight end sets? Are they going to put Isaiah Likely in the slot or on the outside? How are they going to work Charlie Kohler in line? They have a lot of options with those guys, so they, they don't have to be running, and they shouldn't be running four wide receiver sets every single play, you know, that they have the ability still to run the football. They can still use heavy personnel if they want to, because Pastor Ricard is still there. It's just going to be moving away from that. But that doesn't mean that guys like Andrews and likely and Kohler cannot contribute. 
while doing other things besides blocking. We know Andrews is one of the best receiving tight ends in the league. We know Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kohler have the skill sets to be really solid pieces. We saw the flashes, I think, from both. I think Likely showed more flashes because Kohler missed some time. But I'm excited for both those players. Now, offensive line, this is my this is my big shakeup. This is the move, the big move that I had here. Maybe it won't come as a surprise to some, but my nine offensive linemen are Ronnie Stanley, Tyler Linderbaum, Kevin Zeitler, Morgan Moses, Patrick McCary, Daniel Falele, Salah Muve, Laulu, John Simpson, and Sam Mustafer. Those are my guys. No Ben Cleveland on that list for me. Ben Cleveland is the guy that I'm keeping off of the roster. Essentially, it would it will be what Tyree Phillips went through. Third round pick gets cut after his third year, right before his no, yeah, right before his third year. So I I don't know. It just feels like Ben Cleveland really struggled in minicamp. Feels like maybe he doesn't. There have been rumors out there again, not confirmed. So don't I don't want to put this out there, but I'm going to say reports and rumors saying maybe he's not taking the game as seriously as maybe people would want. There were actually some concerns of that in the scouting reports coming out. So I don't know. It just feels like Ben Cleveland is somebody who could get cut. That's my big, my big shakeup for the Ravens offense here. I think that it's going to ultimately come down to Salah, Daniel Falele, and John Simpson for that job. I put Sam Mustafer. I was debating, but I did put Sam Mustafer for the backup center job. Patrick McCary, you could argue, could be that guy, but I still like him as the super sub six offensive lineman on this roster. So I don't think you want to pigeonhole him too much. But yeah, Ben Cleveland, to me, getting cut before his third season. So we'll see what ends up happening. But I just, I don't know. I don't see a spot for him at this point. Now, I didn't see a spot for Ben Powers before the preseason. And look what he did. He proved me wrong and go, went and earned himself a huge contract with the Broncos. So I'm rooting for Ben Cleveland. Hopefully he can turn it around here. But for me, no Ben Cleveland on my roster at this point. So offensive recap, three quarterbacks, four running backs, one fullback, six wide receivers, three tight ends, and nine offensive linemen. But still lots to get into on Lockdown Ravens. We'll be talking about my defensive predictions post mini camp. So be sure to stay tuned, plenty to get to on Lockdown Ravens. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on all the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to join today. And look, those Orioles, they're impressing this year. They have a lot of talent that, you know, some pitching would be nice. But, you know, the hitting has been great. Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson. So if you want to bet on Rutschman or Henderson or Orioles futures, Orioles props. Be sure to do it over at FanDuel Sportsbook. So don't miss your chance to snag a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel official partner in Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademark user permission. We're back here, locked on Ravens Monday style. Kevin Ostriker still here with you talking post mini camp Ravens roster predictions. We just got into the offense. Now let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. And I, and I should have mentioned this at the top, but how I do this, well, I changed it. The post draft one. I ended up making it so that in in the event of some guys being on the roster, I put them there. I'm not doing it that this time around for this one. I'm doing, you know, who's on the roster right now. We can talk about potential ads, but I'm not putting those guys on my prediction because they're, they're not on the roster right now. So defensive lineman, let's start there on the defense. I have five, Justin Matabike, Broderick Washington, Michael Pierce, Travis Jones, Brent Urban. Now, Angelo Blackson is someone who could be like a sixth guy coming over as a veteran from Chicago. I, I don't 
see that right now, but I, it could be a possibility. Maybe Rashad Nichols is another one who you could add as a sixth guy, but I think they're they're okay with Matty BK, Washington, Pierce Jones, and Urban this year. Now the position is going to be a huge need next offseason, but we're not there yet. So we can just talk about now. I think those five, even with Clayus Campbell being gone, which I still think is a very big loss, they will be okay. I think, you know, it's time for Justin Matty BK and Roger Washington to step up. Travis Jones can take on a bigger role in this defense. Michael Pierce played really, really, he played so well. You know, I think people forget how well he played in those first two games and Brent Urban, a very, very solid veteran. So I, I'm very content with that room. I think it has a lot of potential too. outside linebackers. I have four. It's Sadafi Owe, David Ajabo, Tyus Bowser, Tavius Robinson. They're essentially three deep right now. I expect them to add a Justin Houston or Yannick Ngakwe, Jadavian Clowney. That's just a gut feeling of mine. That's all it is. But I do think that at this point, you're, you're kind of risking it. If you only go with the four that I listed out there, I'm not expecting Tavius Robinson to do huge things this year. I think he's a couple years away from being a real impact 70, 80, 90% player. So I feel like if one of OA Ajabo Bowser gets hurt, you're really playing with fire. So I would expect the Ravens to add a veteran, but for now we're just going with the four because you know that's what I see on the roster currently. Inside linebacker is five, though, at the moment. I have Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, Trenton Simpson, Malik Harrison, and Josh Ross. Essentially, the fifth inside linebacker spot was the one I was I was tugging with a little bit. You know, should I should I keep another corner? Should I keep another safety, another offensive lineman, a defensive lineman? I decided to go with five, though, because Josh Ross, I think the Ravens value his special teams ability. And inside of that tug of war, for should they keep five inside linebackers or not, it was, yes, they should, and then should it be Kristen Welch? or Josh Ross. I think both guys have really flashed. Kristen Walsh has obviously been with the team for a couple of years now, been one of their big special teams guys. But I think the Ravens really like Josh Ross. He's one of Mike McDonald's guys coming over from Michigan last year. Played really, really well in the preseason. And if he has, it's going to be a battle in the preseason. I mean, I think that's what it's going to come down to for a lot of these spots. It's going to be one of those training camp battles to watch. If, if it even is a position available on the roster, if, if the Ravens are only keeping four guys, I mean – maybe playing for a spot on the practice squad, but I'm, I'm keeping Josh Ross on the roster for me now. And we'll kind of see how it plays out with those five guys there. Cornerbacks. I had six. Now, last time I, I anticipated Marcus Peters coming back. That obviously is not looking so likely anymore with the athletic report that he's likely signing with the Raiders. Although that still hasn't happened yet at the time of this recording, but my six corners right now, Marlon Humphrey, Rocky Yassin, Kaya Blue Kelly, Jalen Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, Darius Washington. Those are my six. I really couldn't. I, I was trying to figure out if I could sneak Trayvon Mullen on here because I could cut that fifth inside linebacker spot and add Trayvon Mullen, especially because the Ravens need as many corners as they can get right now. But I went with Darius Washington because in my eyes, he's going to win the starting slot cornerback job. It's between him and Pepe Williams and Ardarius Washington, from my all accounts, had a very good minicamp. And, and we're going off a of post minicamp. So I added Ardarius Washington to this mix here. But it, it is it is dicey. You know, you have Marlon Humphrey and Rocky Essien as your top two guys. They're good veterans. Marlon Humphrey is one of the best in the league. Rocky Essien a very solid two-slash-three two slash guy, essentially. But then it's trusting a couple of second-year guys, a rookie, Ardarius Washington, who has been in the league a couple of years now but hasn't really gotten a ton of run, even if it was Trayvon Mullen. I mean, you, it's still not a ton of experience outside of Marlon Humphrey and Rocky Essien. So if one of those two were to go down – you're really, really putting the trust in those young guys. So 
maybe post training camp before cut down day, it will be seven that I feel comfortable with the Ravens keeping, but it was really a fight between the five inside linebackers in the seven corners. I, I decided to do the five inside linebackers this time, but it was honestly, it honestly was pretty much close to a, a toss up with this one. Four safeties for me, Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton, Geno Stone, and Brandon Stevens. Those four seem to be the very likely choices here. I don't really anticipate anybody else making a push. But, you know, there are a couple of secondary guys that I think could make the practice squad. Guys like Jeremy Lucian and others that I feel like could make an impact by making, you know, the roster as an undrafted rookie. Corey Mayfield Jr., another one of those players as well. So we'll see if any of those secondary players can either push for a real roster spot there or make the practice squad. But Baltimore will probably be keeping one or two corners on the practice squad, maybe a safety there too. So there are opportunities for some of those guys to make the practice squad, if not the roster. Then special teams wise, three guys, you know who it is, Justin Tucker, Jordan Stout, Nick Moore. No, no questions to be asked there. You know, very easy answers if there are. Justin Tucker, the best kicker of all time. Jordan Stout, I think, you know, had an up and down rookie season, I think can bounce back in a big way. And then Nick Moore, someone who, you know, Pro Bowl guy. You know, these are players that really can make or break game special teams is so important the Ravens value it a ton Chris Horton does a great job with his guys on that side of the ball so I'm excited to see another year Justin any year any year we see Justin Tucker kick is just a privilege it's going to be sad the day he retires I'm not looking forward to that hopefully it is long 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 in the future but special teams is at this point at this point for the Ravens it is no no question about who they're keeping on the roster so a defensive slash special team summary for the Ravens, the five defensive linemen, four outside linebackers, five inside linebackers, six cornerbacks, four safeties, and three special teamers. So all in all, I think this is a solid roster. There are some, I guess, guys who will be scooped up by other teams. Ben Cleveland, I think, being the main name that it is right now. But we still have a lot of offseason to go. There will be a couple of more signings I'd anticipate there will be guys who were cut. You know, the Ravens could find a guy who a team releases in the coming days, weeks, months, who they really like, and they'll find a roster spot for them. There's still plenty of opportunities for Baltimore to add to this roster. They've done, I think Baltimore, Eric DeCosta's done a great job of constructing a pretty well-balanced roster. No roster has no weaknesses. The Ravens certainly does. I think when you talk about who's going to play left guard, we talked about the edge, talked about the corners. But all in all, on paper, and you know, you don't want it to just be on paper, you want to translate over the field. But on paper, this team does look pretty well balanced overall. So I'm excited to see how they end up putting it together on the field because you can't you can't be paper champs. You gotta be real champs at the end of the day. But coming up in the final part of the show, we'll talk more Ravens. Look at the playoff picture in the AFC. So be sure to stay tuned, planning to get to unlocked on Ravens. We're back here, Locked on Ravens, with a Monday edition episode. Kevin Ostriker is still here with you. Thank you again for tuning in, making us your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers out there, thank you for your continued support. And hopefully we can get some more everydayers here on this show as we're five days a week. And, of course, we go year-round, so there's no stoppage in the content here on Locked on Ravens. But let's talk a bit of playoffs now. The Ravens, obviously, are looking to get back to the playoffs. They made it last year. As a wild card team, looking to take back the AFC North from the Cincinnati Bengals, but there are seven spots for the Ravens to potentially get, and they could either get it with the division or they could get it with another three wild card spots. Now, the thing with that is there are a lot of other teams vying for those playoff spots, especially in the AFC. It's always interesting year to year how the balance shifts and the power changes from 
conference to conference. And it feels like recently, especially this upcoming year, the AFC power is, is, is just all the way in their favor right now. The NFC is a conference. You got Philadelphia. You got a team like the 49ers. And then who, who else? I mean, Seattle, maybe. I don't, I don't know. There, there are not a lot of powerhouses in the NFC this year. The AFC, on the other hand, the AFC North has four teams that could realistically make the playoffs. Obviously, Cincinnati and Baltimore. Then you have Pittsburgh in Cleveland. Then in the AFC East, you have Buffalo. You have the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. New England, you can never count out. Maybe they're getting DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that's a team. Then Miami, Tua Tagovailoa, and they got Jalen Ramsey. The AFC South is the one where, you know, there are some teams you're not really looking at, like the Texans and the Colts, maybe the Titans, depending on how you view them. But, you know, the Jaguars, they they made a statement last year. They're here to stay, so they're going to be a team. And then, obviously, the AFC West, if everything goes according to plan, it did not last year. The, the AFC West was not good compared to what it was supposed to be. The Chiefs won the championship, obviously, but, you know, the Broncos with Russell Wilson weren't good. The Raiders weren't good. And the Chargers also did not. They fell short of expectations. So essentially, in in the AFC, there are 13 teams that you can count as playoff contenders. Well, okay, 12 and a half, depending on what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders. If Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play, probably goes down to 12. The Raiders would have to start Brian Hoyer, essentially. That would not be a recipe for success. So I'll say 12 and a half playoff teams, maybe 13, depending on if the Raiders can get their act together with Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe 12 if they don't. Let's just let's just go on the high side. Let's say 13. There are only seven spots. So essentially that means six teams, five at the minimum, are gonna be, oh wow, that team didn't make it. And look, some of those teams are gonna underperform. They're not gonna be, you know, the teams that we expect them to be going into the year. I think every year there are those predictions where, oh, you know, a team's going 15 and two or 14 and three, and they, they do that for like almost every team. I think Baltimore is in that, you know, 12 and five to 14 and three range. You know, I'd probably err on the side of maybe like a 13 and four. But are the Ravens a team that's that are going to get over the top and, and fend off those six teams to make the playoffs? I, I think they really are. I mean, to me, this is a team that has most everything of what they need. Again, another another edge guy would be nice. Another corner would be nice as well. But you have Lamar Jackson, and the saying is, at least mine, is with Lamar Jackson, you always have a chance. Now, the key for Baltimore is going to be health. The, the key with any team, honestly, is going to be health. But Baltimore, they have seen it with Lamar going down the past two seasons. What happened to them in 2021 with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and, and Marcus Peters and Ronnie Stanley and that, that whole bunch going down with injuries. Health is a huge factor in winning a championship. I think getting rid of Steve Saunders and kind of making sure that he is not around the team anymore is, is a big win for them. Hopefully that will keep the team healthy for longer. There are going to be injuries. Guys are going to go down. Guys are going to miss an extended, extended amount of time. There are going to be guys placed on IR, season-ending injuries. It happens with every single team. But to me, I think you're, you're surefire playing teams. And I, I, I do put Baltimore in this category. I, I do. It's no particular order, by the way. Baltimore, Cincinnati, uh, Kansas City, Buffalo. And then other than that, you know, do, do you put the, the Dolphins in that category with Tua? Do you put the Broncos in that category with maybe revamped Russell Wilson? You put the Chargers in that category maybe with Justin Herbert, maybe the Jets now with Aaron Rodgers. Is that a thing, Jacksonville? I mean, I'd essentially say they're a shoo because they're going to probably win the AFC South this year. So that's their path in. But then it's the other teams. I mean, I mean, what does a team 
essentially like the Patriots do this year? What does Pittsburgh do? You can never count them out. Is this finally Cleveland's year after so many years of being paper champs? Is this finally their year to do something? So there are those types of teams, but I think Baltimore is a team that, you know, the coaching staff, I'm, I'm very excited about Todd Monk and Mike McDonald. It, 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 we're going to talk about this throughout the rest of the offseason. This is a huge year for John Harbaugh. There are no more coordinators to fire. You know, you're, you're not firing Mike McDonald after two seasons. You're, you're not firing Todd Munkin after one. If the Ravens underperform this year, honestly, if they don't make the playoffs, there, there's no, you know, unless you're firing the special teams coordinator at this point, if you're firing Chris Horton and you're saying, oh, that's the guy, oh, it's all Chris Horton's fault. This is a big year for John Harbaugh. And I do believe, I would predict, you know, not, this is just a gut feeling again, that if the Ravens don't make the playoffs, John Harbaugh's job is in serious jeopardy. I mean, again, there's there are just no other options at that point, because, again, my thing with complacency is you cannot be complacent with the way things have gone really since they won the Super Bowl. They have not made the AFC championship game since they won that Super Bowl in the Lamar Jackson era. They showed growth, but that growth has kind of tapered off a bit. And yes, health has had to do with that. I'm not I'm not saying it hasn't. But, you know, wild card appearance, they lost. Then they get the bye. They lose in the divisional round. So I guess they advance around, but don't win the playoff game. Then the next year, they win the playoff game in the wild card round, but lose in the divisional round. Obviously, 2021, they don't make the playoffs because of health. And then 2022, they lose to Cincinnati in the wild card round without Lamar. So it's just, there's just so much intrigue with this team, so much potential with this team, but they keep not hitting it every year for the most part, you know, I think 14 and two was they hit that potential and then some with how they performed based off of expectations, but that put the target on their back. And every year after that, I think outside of 2020, when they, they did win the playoff game, I gave them credit for that. The growth was not there. I think that's why Greg Roman had to go. He probably should have gone last year, but you know, what's done is done. This is a team now though, that is, is running out of options to say, well, we need to fix this and we need to fix that. For the most part, this is this is the formula. Surround Lamar Jackson with weapons. Get him a good offensive line. Continue to have a solid run game around him as well. Revamp the offense. On defense, a solid defensive line room. It's, the safeties are really good. You have really good inside linebackers this year. You, you, know, you, you could argue on defense. You need another corner. You need another edge, guys, I talked about. But for the most part, this is the team where it can't just be, oh, yeah, add another edge rusher and they're good if they don't make the playoffs. Add another corner and they're good if, if they don't make the playoffs. That's that's not what it is. John Harbaugh, I think, is one of the NFL's best coaches, but there's always a time. There's always a place. And sometimes that ends. Everything ends either could be on a very high note. Sometimes it's on a very low note. So I'm hopeful for John Harbaugh. He's a guy that players want to play for. That There's a bond between the players and the coaches. You can sense that. But it's kind of a mini tangent. But to me, if we're talking playoffs here, the Ravens have to like they have to make the playoffs this year. There, there's no oh, we'll get them next year. Every year, every year you don't do that. It's fallen more and more in love with complacency. And to me, for a team that has so much talent on paper, and again, it can't just be on paper, but a team that has been in that conversation, the Ravens don't really have those like four and 13 records or two and 15 records and get those high draft picks. They've built their roster. They've built it really well. But to me, Greg Roman is now gone. Don Martindale has been gone. Unless again, unless you're firing Chris Horton, if the Ravens want to make a change after next year, if they underperform my, my compass points to John Harbaugh. So we'll see, but I do think Baltimore will, will make the playoffs and they will do well this year. And we won't even have to have that conversation. Hopefully, 
hopefully that is the case. But that's all I have for you here today on Locked on Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in with us again. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube here, like this video as well. And also be sure to subscribe in audio form. I appreciate everybody who's listening either, you know, on your way to work, on your way from work. However, wherever you're listening, I really appreciate it. Again, five days for week. Tell a friend, tell a family member, spread the word here, Locked on Ravens for all your Ravens content. But coming up tomorrow, more Ravens content from us. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Locked on Ravens.